Hi everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the Staggy Zoo podcast. I'm joined by Jonathan Adams. Hello. And Peter Mackay. Hello. We'll be going over our derby defeat and we'll be bemoaning the current state of the club. Tentatively, we'll look forward to the split. We'll preview the Kilmarnock game, which is painfully crucial in the relegation scrap. After discussing a possible lineup for that game, we'll answer your questions as always. And this week, don't think it'll come to surprise to any that we'll have a quick disclaimer. Obviously, we don't target the players personally, but obviously, after the last result, there's some things that need to be said. Oh, yeah, afterthought, this podcast contains some strong language. I think it'll be fair to say. Uh, Peter, when the lineup came out, what were your thoughts? Um, um, I thought it was weird, to be honest. Um, from from looking at it just uh, on Twitter, you couldn't really figure out what the formation was. I thought the personnel was okay. I thought that the the players that Hughes had put out on the park should have been more than good enough to get the job done. And it's probably not what I would have picked. Obviously, it's not my job, but if it was, it's not what I would have picked. But, um, yeah, I mean, it turned out to be a sort of diamond in midfield. So, yeah, I just thought it was quite strange, to be honest. Jonah? I thought I was disappointed. Hilton's on the bench again. Peyton not starting. And I wanted to see if Charles Cook get a game because obviously he's a good player, but um, he's just not showing it just now. But overall, it was an okay lineup. Disappointed with a few things, but apart from that, it was okay. We should have won with it. Uh, what I was gonna say is like when it came when it came out, I kind of it wouldn't have been my first choice, but I was fine because I I said in the chat to use, "Oh, Yogi's a wild card." Blah blah blah. But in the first five minutes, you could see it was outrageously bad. I mean, Lakin, it was narrow. It was like a 4 one 2 one 2 or whatever you want to call it. It was narrow, and Lakin was in the middle on the left, but he had to drift out wide, and he was so stifled by Carson, he couldn't get past him, which is why it was a breath of fresh air when Hilton came on on that side. But we'll get onto the subs in the second half later. I think Lakin, Lakin was okay first half, and he was pretty poor second half, but... Uh, I think he's one that was... He was poor anyway, but I think he was a victim of a poor system. Um, I think it was clear to see that Yogi got it wrong. I'm not sure what you thought about his performance in subs. I'll, you know what, Peter, how do you think... I, I know you trust Yogi, or did before that game, but did you think he'd change too much here? Um, I, I, I've not really thought about it until you've asked me there, because... To be fair, it was quite a big change of shape and personnel from the St Johnston game, but I think I don't know. We've I I wouldn't I wouldn't say as a first reaction anyway. I wouldn't say that he changed too much because, like you said, he's a wild card. Who knows what he's going to do these days with his team, and it's worked sometimes. And obviously, on Friday it didn't. But I think now looking at it, yeah, he changed too much. But um. Like like we're we're talking about when the lineups came out. Now nah, I I don't really think about it to be honest. Okay, okay. So something I also want to ask in the first ten minutes, we said uh, when the game was about to start that we think Vigers would take that deep role he's known for and kind of pulling the strings. And we actually saw that it was Stephen Kelly sitting deep and Vigers a little further up. What did you think about that when you saw that happening? Yeah, I mean it was interesting because um, I I thought Kelly had a really poor game to be honest. Um, I I think he was nowhere near his best. Um, and um, it kind of it kind of blocked Vigers out of the game. And a lot of people have said that. Um, obviously, we'll get onto this later. But a lot of people have said that Vigers was like atrocious. But I don't think he was. I think he's played worse. Um, 
And I think the the position he was deployed in, it kind of stifled him out of the game a bit because he was having to drop into left-back in place of Hielde when Hielde was trying to provide the width. And it kind of cut out the creative spark that Vigers can give us. So, I, I yeah, I thought it was... I, I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. I thought I thought he should have been sitting deeper, picking the passes. Right, yeah, John, I was just going to ask you because I personally thought... Um that entire midfield performance was woeful. Did you think Vigers also was the victim of a poor system? I don't think it was his best game, but then again, I don't. The people, the personnel around him wasn't great. They probably didn't help. They didn't help him at all. So I don't think. I think in general, just the whole midfield was poor, and it didn't rubbed off on him badly. Because, because as we've seen, if the team plays badly, he never plays as well either. Yeah, I think that. Um... The whole midfield rubbed off each other really poorly, and we'll get on to the opening exchanges. Um, it was nervy. We didn't really show up like it was a derby. Inverness were clearly up for it. What did you think about their uh, first first initial performance, Jono? Well, they obviously got an early goal offside again, but that was warning signs from the start. We never really got into it at all. We were lucky to get the goal in the first half, and then really poor defending for the other second one. They, they were the better team, sharper. We made them look really good. Uh-huh. Uh, it was almost... I, I would I'd compare it to the Hamilton game, Hamilton game first half. This really low tempo, aimless, shaky on the ball, likely to give it away, even though we're not trying to do anything with it. What did you think about the style, Pierre? Yeah, it was really, really dry. Um, that whole first half, we were just passing around the back, side to side. It was going from... and. I think I've, I've spoken about this before in a different podcast, but we had a right, the most right-footed player in the club, probably Keith Watson, playing at left centre-back, and we're trying to play out from the back. It didn't work whatsoever because he's not confident to play that short pass with his left foot to the left-back or to the left-mid. And then we ended up just going between Watson and Donaldson about 25 times or more that half. We were just going side to side. We had no creativity, really. No one was trying to spark runs through the middle. Uh, maybe one or two long passes from Vigers completed and looked like we could have something, but didn't come to anything and like you touched on at the start um Ramsey we had no width and I think it was just yeah it was really boring to watch something I noticed is that Naismith was almost for some reason he didn't make we had no wingers so you trust your fullbacks to make overlapping runs and Piado was okay at this he took on his man sometimes but Naismith he was square to Donaldson the whole game he was absolutely tied at the hit to him he'd take the square pass he'd pass it back he tore up the line, rinse and repeat. He didn't. He didn't do anything to try take on. I think it was a uh, Diaz, uh, the Inverness left back. It was bizarre because he usually grows into that sort of win back role so well. What did you think about Naismith? This is a bit all over I the think place. But... There was one. There was a couple times where him and Donaldson. Donaldson played a good ball over. Naismith got behind his man and played across it, but there's no one there, no height in the box for him. And then I think after that, it just gave up completely. Um, I, I, I forgot he was on the pitch. Yeah, Ramsey, like you said, there's a bit all over the place, but I'm just going to take it back a bit again. Like when you were speaking about systems, I think this this system was didn't suit Naismith either. Like it didn't suit Vigers because when we were playing the back the back five, Naismith had so much freedom to go forward, and he would be probably our best attacking outlet playing in a right wing back role. But maybe I'm just thinking maybe because. As we know, Cole Donaldson can be a bit of a liability at times. So maybe he felt he had to sit back and stay square to try and protect Donaldson. I don't know. I, I don't know what you think about that. but I don't know. I think um, 
ultimately, if you want to carry out the system, you have to trust your teammates. And as it turned out, Donaldson had an all right game. So I think if that's the reason, then I don't think that's a particularly valid excuse either. But um, if that's everything on the on this initial style of play, we'll get onto the barrage of goals, the euphoria followed by back to reality. What did you think of Billy's goal? I thought it was probably quite bad. It was bad defending from Cali. He's probably lucky to get it. I don't think it was particularly good, but it was a good. It was a goal that we take the goal, but I don't think it was a great goal from him at all. Uh, yeah, I think I, we didn't deserve it. I think we can all agree that we didn't deserve it. Oh, yeah, it. it was against the run of play oh, no. completely. Absolutely not. Hell no. Yeah, I mean, um, probably this will be the very few bits of credit we'll give. I mean, from my point of view, anyway, I thought it was a, a decent corner from Vigers put, put in the danger area at that front post. It's a good flick on from Shaw to get, to get it beyond the keeper. And then just Billy Mackay doing Billy Mackay things. Right place, right time. Easy to turn at home, so... 60-yard box, classic, isn't it? Yeah, that was, that was. I mean, yeah, when we scored that, it was kind of unexpected out of nowhere because that corner didn't even come from a good bit of play. It was just a lucky corner. And then we were, like like, like we've just said, didn't deserve it, but take the goal, very lucky to get a goal in the end, I think. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think it was the... Uh, sorry, I think it was the only good pieces of play Lakin had all game. He's played it against his man and he's earned the corner and then obviously uh, he's gone in his... But what were you going to say, oh, John? Oh, Ligers put it. Vigers put in a couple of good corners, but that was the only one that was really taken advantage of at all. No. Yeah, just I'm just going to jump a bit again here, Ramsey, but just what you're speaking about, Lake, and like, uh, obviously I was lucky enough to be at the game, and I think just from the off, I think, I don't even, I don't know if it was the players that weren't confident within the system, or if it was just an unfamiliar system, because we saw Charlie Lakin going and uh, sort of doing the pressing and trying to be that midfield runner, but then he's got Yogi at him, He's got Yogi shouting at him from the sidelines, like Charlie, come back! I need you in here. I need you filling in a left back. So, it, it was, I don't think like I don't think Lakin's performance was helped by not really knowing what he was allowed to do and what he wasn't allowed to do. I mean, he's a versatile player. He's played what, what left back, midfield, left wing, the like. But he was almost flipping between those positions the entire game. It was really bizarre. And I'm not saying you shouldn't like fill in for your teammates when they go forward or they're back or whatever. But it was still really bizarre. He was trying to, he was almost trying to do too much. It didn't, it didn't help his performance. But anyway, moving on from Lincoln, we'll get onto the criticisms later, I suppose. But not the after the. Uh, I, we still haven't spoken about the Todorov goal. That was outrageous. I'll let you start in defending Peter just since you were there. Yeah, um, it, it was, to be fair, I've, I've, I've just like. I've seen it like watch it about better on the replays because obviously you count you've just scored and we're focusing on that and then all of a sudden it, the, the 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 play from Cali is nothing special whatsoever. It's just count your sort of pinned in after conceding if you could say and like we've done multiple times this season, lapse of concentration, defense switches off after scoring. It's a simple pass from left to right. Stephen Kelly slides for some reason trying to get the ball and then falls to the feet of Todorov and all credit to Todorov I thought he was brilliant and it's a, it's a, yeah. it's a cracking finish um, on the volley into the bottom right laid low probably not much you can do about it not helped by his defence whatsoever I mean the thing is Kelly's just trying to trying to slide to compensate for, for losing his match yeah but, uh, I agree uh, he, I suppose he's young and he'll probably um, go on to have a good career for Rangers or wherever he ends up but it's just frustrating to see him uh, 
get his man away from him that easily. I mean, we know he's like young and inexperienced, if you want to say that. But you get taught not to lose your man at set pieces when you're about five years old. So it's, it's a frustrating one to lose right after going ahead because we didn't deserve the lead. But if you don't deserve a lead, you try and conserve it until you can get a decent piece of play going. But we just put the le- the playing field right back level. And then the pattern of play was same until halftime. Uh, yeah, nothing nothing really changed. Cali remained the better team until halftime. And then after halftime, that's when the problem started showing. Yeah, it, it was just... After halftime, it was just a downward spiral. And to be fair, um, straight after halftime, I would say for about five, maybe five to eight minutes or something, we, we looked all right, actually. I thought we were passing it with a bit more conviction and we were trying to go forward more. I think Yogi's tried to sort of galvanise them, inspire them at halftime, but as we know, it quickly died out, didn't it? Yeah, and it was... Obviously, Cali were on the front foot for large spells of the game, but it was actually from a counter-attack. They got the goal that put them ahead. Jono, when Daniel Mackay was running at Laken and Hielda, what were you oh, thinking? That was awful. Just what, what were they doing? Like To get caught out like that in the first place, as awful as it is. And then, I don't know what Hielda's doing, because he can see around him. There's only one man anywhere near him, so he's not going to make the pass. And Hielda seems to be running away from him. And I don't know what Laken's doing either. Just He's outside the box. He's as well as bringing his man down. Yeah, I was just... To, I'll give credit where credit's due. Daniel Mackay, he's shown great pace and willingness to even get the ball in the first place from a from a fairly hopeless punt-up field by Sean Welsh. But like you said, Jono, was absolutely horrendous, just utter shite defending. And Lakin and Hieldo, they're both, they're both far better than that. They've both played left-back. And yeah, OK, it was on the, the right-hand side of the pitch, whatever, it doesn't matter. Tackle your man, bring him down, get the booking for the team. If two years can't handle, if two years can't handle one man who was playing for Elgin last season, running through on goal, cutting inside twice, then you you shouldn't be you shouldn't be starting. Yeah, right. The thing is, Daniel Mackay is a good player, but we know that they're they're young and whatever. But Mackay's young too. Lincoln and Hielda are fucking good defensive players. We know this. Even though they're inexperienced, you you learn to stand your man up and show him out wide. I, I said Kelly should learn to mark his man when he's five years old, while these two should learn this when they're fucking four years old. As simple as that. It's ridiculous. I was fuming. Yeah, uh, it was. It, I actually, I, I that's probably up there. I mean, dis, 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 discounting the goals that have come through um, personal errors, I think that's probably up there. One of the worst goals we've conceded this season. Yeah, I'm going to say I think it's the worst one we've conceded this season by far. Just yeah, stupidity. So so bad. I, I still, every time I see it, I, I just can't believe that we've not managed to get the ball clear. And I mean, I, I know, Ramsey, you were probably just going to ask about this, but I think Laidlaw should do far better as well. He's he's kind of, he's at fault for it as well, like, slightly, I think. Yeah, it's it, it's always a weird one when it goes through the keeper's legs. I suppose you're trying to, he's trying to make it, make himself big in case it goes to the corners, but I'm not sure if Mackay intends to go through his legs. Uh, but it does because the keeper is trying to obviously do what they teach them and make themselves big. So I'm yeah. not really sure what to think I about think that. I've been, I, I've been a goalkeeper in a long time. So <laughs> if Mackay's not intending to put it between his legs, and it's a really poor finish for him, I mean, Laidlaw should do a lot better than that. Yeah, and I think just from his celebration, you see how sort of maybe 
they're thinking we should not be winning this game. Like they're they're going absolutely berserk, and credit to them, they they absolutely outclassed us. They absolutely outclassed us on every position in the park from start to end. They were they just blew us away, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah, because see, they knew, they knew their jobs is the thing. I mean, Yogi puts his team out to play whatever style of football he wants each week, and I think they're just confused between their jobs. I mean, Kelly's trying to drop deep. And he's just try- and obviously we know him for his penetrative passing, but he's just passing it sideways. And I think he's a bit tentative to play a forward pass or whatever. Yogi wants to play this passing style. We want this passing style. The other week we were put- punting it up the pitch when we try and go more direct. But this week we're going short. We look like we should go more direct. So we can't find a balance between everything. And it's just, it's frustrating. It's embarrassing. And uh I think everyone's Twitter mentions took a bit of a hit. Especially, especially you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a that's a conversation yeah. for another day. I think. <laughs> One but... more thing: they've won by three goals, but all shouldn't be conceded either. So they almost find it. They almost think they're lucky, but because none of them were through a good play or anything, just by individual uh, mistakes. I mean, they're not. They're not lucky. They're not lucky. I think I, I disagree. I mean, even though the defending is per. Daniel Mackay's goal remains. Yeah, it was a good goal, but it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen through it. Not at all. I mean, it's 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 poor, but I think you do need to give Cali credit as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, you can't take any more goals. I agree. But I agree with Ramsey. I don't, I think they were the better team, and I think uh, it's just we were just. I think I I branded it earlier or the other day, whatever, as a uh, probably joint first or even maybe second worst performance of the season it was so just it was it was an abomination I'm, I'm gonna say it was worse than the St Johnston game because they, they could have easily beat us by six or seven goals but they only got beat one nil I think I think I think the Hamilton game that lost Ketz's job is no I disagree worse. I think I, I think, think this the, is the worst I think the 3-1 to Killy away when they had 10 men for 88 minutes I think that tops this one just Slightly. The fact that there's the fact that there's so many. The <laughs> I know yeah, we, we could go all day naming them. <laughs> yeah. You... Anyway, I'll try. I'll try bring it a bit uh, back on track here. Obviously, like a sixty-third minute or something. Yogi tries to bring some width on. He brings on Regan Charles Cook for the right and Jermaine Hilton for the left, which brings he, he actually brings uh, Hilton on for Vigers, which brings Lakin back inside, and to complete, he puts Jordan White on for Ali Shaw. Uh, it brought some width to the game. We. Got some life back in us after that, but it wasn't enough. What did you think about those subs? I'll start with... I, I, I'm i not sure. I'll start with John. They were good good subs. I was impressed with how Hilton played. And Regan Charles Cook as well. Just the end product was awful. And then moving Lakin back into the midfield, I thought he improved there, but it was still, again, end product. He's taking on stupid half volleys in the edge of the box, sending them over. It's just oh, chances wasted. That advertising board. A <laughs> few, few dents in it now. Oh. I, I could. So, sorry, something I wanted to say about Lakin. I think the only one of the only good things he did all game was that cross for Jordan White that yeah. he puts over. I think that was one of the main highlights for us in the second half, and it's still not really that close to being a goal. Uh, Peter, I'll ask you about. Yeah, this, I think uh, I think Charles Cook and Jermaine Hilton were the only two players who showed any sort of quality all game and any sort of ambition to drive forward, create something, get a shot off. And John, oh, I slightly disagree with you saying that is. His end product was awful. I think it was. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't good. But I think he was. He put in probably two of our best crosses all game, and he, he and, was doing well to get past his man as well. Really, it, well. yeah, definitely. I think he showed great pace, and I think 
they probably created more than we had in the whole game in about in, in about the 10, 15 minutes they were on the park. Um, but yeah, I think, obviously I'm going to speak about them again later, but yeah, I think Hilton, really good down the left. He was the only man in our team that seemed to, to manage to get past a, a centre mid playing at right back and David Carson. And yeah, John, just as you mentioned right there, Charles Cook, he bet his man every time. He was just sort of, Either unlucky that no one was meeting his crossing, or unlucky that his crossing wasn't wasn't exactly pinpoint. I think. I mean, if I can just cut in, I think with Charles Cook, um, obviously he hasn't shown as much as we think he's capable all season. But I think he's probably one of the spark, bright sparks in this game. He showed glimpses of what he's capable of. He had D's on on toast uh, when he went past him, and his end product was varying. I think his um his highlight cross was the one that Brad McKay nearly put into his own net which is kind of corridor of uncertainty between the centre-backs and the keeper. I think the other ones, I think he put one, I think he put one um, uh, behind the goal to the J-line, but I think the other ones were just overhit towards the back post. Uh, they were too high, hooped up. I was quite angry looking at them when he was playing them, but looking back, I don't think I can really blame him for them. There was no one really yeah. at the back post. So, yeah, I think... In, yeah, sorry, I, can just, yeah. I know I'm speaking too much. In regards to Hilton, we know what Hilton brings. Uh, he can take on his man, which he did. He um, kind of showed up that Carson was having an easy game with Lakin. I think uh, my only criticism with Jermaine Hilton, because he was really good, is that he sometimes hesitates. He does that little stutter to try and uh, get his man, like that, that little dummy. Um, but I don't really have any complaints with Jermaine Hilton. And we're going to go get going to our lineups later, but two of these players were just mentioning uh, Hilton and Charles Cook, I'd want them to start against Kilmarnock, but we'll get on to that. I think one man we're not talking about is another sub in Jordan White. How yeah, do you think he played? Mention him. He should have started. He's the If you're playing Vigers, you know he can put a good cross in. White's the presence you want in the box to head that in. And we saw he almost he was really close to scoring with his first touch of the ball. Yeah, I agree. I think when White came on... Um, it is it's sort of like when if when you're slipping white on you're like right Jesus Christ we're needing something from the game. All he shot was absolutely dog shit all game. He just ran about like a headless chicken. Um, I, I think yeah Jordan White coming on decent impact. He was just doing what he does, um, getting the ball into feet and chest, winning fouls, trying to actually get us something that we can we can go and work work a play around. But yeah, I I think he, he could have done more maybe, but. Like you said, he didn't get he didn't get uh, long enough to actually get some decent service into the box for him. So yeah, I mean, last week uh, we wanted a four two three one, but I think with the system and we've obviously we have been desperate to see more of Ali Shaw with the form he showed earlier in the season. But I think with the kind of John was absolutely spot on. By the way, I think with the kind of system Yogi wanted to play, I think John White had to start alongside Billy McKay. Um, yeah, I, I had something else to say, but I for, almost forgot what it was. Oh, yeah, he... Are you allowed... Wait, I might be wrong here. I I think I'm wrong. You're only allowed three subs. Yeah, 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 three. Three. yeah, yeah I, I was complaining that he didn't use all five, but I didn't realise it's only three in the cup. Ah, yeah, pr- it's three yeah, and then I, one in extra time, I think, if you go yeah, there. He, yeah, because I was wondering why I'd left, like, Mauchi and Peyton on the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'm not going to complain about yeah. that then. I mean, after uh, Charles Cook and Hilton and White had their little impact and failed to get through, Callie got on the counter and Sutherland, Shane Sutherland, uh, 
he was he came on as a sub. He didn't do much, but he got his goal. I think Watson uh, gets just below the ball. It goes over him, and Sutherland uh, finishes it past Laidlaw. It was a it was a gut punch. Yeah, what more, what more can you say? It was same old shite, same old county, questionable defending, people running about out of position. Uh, credit Shane Sutherland, pretty decent finish. But this, we're talking about a guy who's who's about thirty-one. He's played for Elgin last season. He, like these these Premiership players should be able to be stopping this. They should be showing desire and effort to run out to him, tackle and block the ball. We saw none of that all game, and it's just so infuriating. I think it's almost like, you know, you're, you're street smarts, right? They're all they're almost scared of him. Every single one of the Cali players, like Todorov, don't even get me started on Todorov. They were fucking cowering every time he goes near the ball. And I get he's a good player and he's he's awkward and he'll hold it up and he'll he'll also run, win a foul. It's a bit like Jordan White in that sense, but you shouldn't be fucking scared of him. He was uh, to be fair, well, are you saying that Todorov was pathetic? No, oh, okay. I'm saying our I think, I think yeah. he he shouldn't have been given as much time a day as he was, definitely, like you said. But credit to Todorov, I thought his whole uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, 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 uh, no, his, no, whole, Todorov, his hold up um, play was brilliant. I thought, I thought the defense, the like Watson and Donson were paying up to try and stop him chesting the ball down, and they couldn't. It's just, and again, it's embarrassing. I think. Yeah, I think um, I'd go so far to say I think Todorov's Cali's one of you know, if not their best player. It, uh, if I had to pick a, if if I had to say I was a fan of a Cali player, which I'm not, I'd ah, yeah, say the same. Coming back on how the you're saying that the defenders are scared to do anything in the box, that's probably coming down to the amount of penalties we've conceded that's, this season. That's a very good point. They're just scared to do anything now because to be to be fair to them, anything they do wrong, it's a penalty, and even if it's not, even if it doesn't look it, the ref will give it. Yeah, I mean this is not related, but I'm just wondering, Danny, you see Brian Rice's interview yesterday? He was uh, quite. I, I well, found it funny, right. but he has a point. Because yeah, it's I, a smaller team, they're going to do nothing about it. Uh, exactly, he was saying, you know, whatever we do in the box, it's going to be a penalty. So, yeah. I mean, the thing is, right, I I kind of agree, but I don't think it's the day to talk about it because we were absolutely yeah, dogs, true, right? Yeah, true, true. I think, yeah, I've got the, I've uh, got the uh, highlights up of the goal and it's, he held out, it was on like, Roddy, I think it's Roddy McGregor. He get he lets McGregor get in front of him to make the pass off, and then it's he and then it's Hielda runs to him again and doesn't get the foot in at all. Hielda's positioning. I I mean he's obviously we how many times we've said this. Hielda's seventeen. Uh, his position his positioning is suspect. Um, we've seen that for quite a lot of goals we've conceded. Obviously, I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him. But in in games like this and in the last five games of the season. I think Hielda's a really good player. He's going to be brilliant in the future. But in terms of the present day, I think almost if Tremarco was fit, we're going to have to play him for a bit more reliability, even though he doesn't really have that have as much going forward. I think that's a bit of a headache as well. But we'll get on to that. Yeah, lineups. I mean, just on Hielda there, I think we've been a bit kind to him there. I thought he was one of our worst, to be honest. He, he was. I, I wasn't impressed really? at all. I oh, think, wow. really, really, I thought um, defensively average at best, but we're trying to play out from the back. He showed the ball, nothing. He, he knows the ball's going to go to him because he's playing left back. He knows that either Keith Watson or Donaldson are going to have to make the pass over to him eventually or even Laidlaw. But he gets the ball to his feet at left back. Someone presses him. He, he's not He's not playing the pass inside the midfield. He's going backwards every time. Someone tell the man he can, he's allowed to pass forward. It's not bloody rugby. 
Well, I think he he really likes um, that little like pass into midfield inside of him, that little narrow pass. But the thing is, my biggest gripe with him is my biggest gripe with Mason Naismith. He didn't make any forward runs, and we didn't have any wingers, so Lakin was forced to go outside all the time. I think it was a systematic mess. And as we talk about it more and more, the more I'm pissed off at Yogi for the for the tactical setup. I think he um he acknowledged he got it wrong he got it wrong by sending on Hilton and Charles Cook. But I'd go f- go so far to say it wasn't working in the first half. I know we got the goals, but almost bring on these players at half time. I think like he did against St Mirren that completely switched the game. I know we lost that game. Yeah, uh, but he completely the game see that's favor. the thing. And Yogi's post match, it was weird because like the first question, obviously, it's like basically can you send it up? And he's he's got asked. He's like, oh, it was a poor performance today, or whatever. And he's like, no, no, that's really harsh. He's like, first half, I thought we were good, and I actually couldn't. We I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, this man thinks we played well in the first half. We passed the ball between Donaldson and Watson for 45 minutes and you think we were good. It's a joke. I haven't, I've, I haven't seen his interview. Hey, I couldn't find he it. He thought his idea of playing good get Kettlewell back. <laughs> I know, uh, honestly. Yeah. I, I can't believe that, actually. I'm flabbergasted at that. It, I can't believe it. Well, I've just written down the line-up in front of me. We had... Laid Law Nation with Donaldson Watson, uh, Hielda, Kelly, Vargas, Lake, and Garda, and Sean McKay. We haven't mentioned oh, that. I just, I just forgot he was in the pitch. Uh, Wait, I, I was... barely saw him at all. Yeah, because I think we, it... we saw against Funny. Rangers when we got beat 5 0 at home. He came on, made a difference. I think he hit the crossbar or something. I mean, he made a difference, but today just didn't, I just didn't notice him at all. I, I think I, I agree. I think, to be fair, go, I'm, I'm going back again, but assist him again. He's kind of been branded as this creative midfielder, but he was asked to play in that central role. But then he's also been asked to drop deep and receive it from the centre backs who have nowhere to go when they've been pressed. And I think, like like I, like I said with Vigers, that probably arguably our two best technical and most creative players. They were stifled out of the game because of the system we were playing. And I think Gardine definitely could have done more. He looked a bit lost, to be honest, and that's not like him well, at all. The thing is, he didn't get the ball. He didn't get the ball in the final third barely, and when he did. He what he got I think there was one moment he got out on the right hand side, there's a few players in the box, he goes to cross it in and he like does this weird cut inside FIFA fake shot <laughs> bullshit. So I'm not really sure. And obviously we love Michael Gardner, he's a club legend and all that, but it's really frustrating to see as one of our more creative players. I know he didn't get get the ball, as I said, in creative positions, but I think he needs to do more as well. Uh I'm looking at the lineup. Oh god. Everyone was pretty awful. I think Keith Watson is one I have to uh, I have a bone to pick with. I think uh, aside from I, I think uh, he's another victim of the system as well because obviously he's not this ball playing defender we know maybe uh, Cod Donaldson for I know Donaldson can be a bit of a bomb scare as well but uh, with Keith, Keith Watson I thought his touch was really was really poor sometimes he got into feet and he it like went up in the air and he had to take a second touch and I think he was a uh, he didn't do anything outstandingly wrong apart from maybe the third goal, but I thought I thought Keith Watson had a really poor yeah, game, if I'm being honest. I've been saying it all since this game. I think Donaldson and Mackay were our best players by far. Donaldson looked actually surprisingly solid, put in a really good challenge. For, would have been 4-1 definitely if he wasn't there. And Mackay was going for everything. Yeah, Donaldson played... Donaldson actually got... I know this is a bit of a... Oh, your dad get stuck in, get into them, blah 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 blah. But I think Donaldson, he 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 
made make runs into the midfield when the midfield he treated it like a derby. Tackles and he was treating it like a derby, unlike the rest of them. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I, I agree. He definitely he was one that was actually showing a bit of desire, and I think that's maybe because he knows he's going to get an absolute stick in on social media if he doesn't like. And then even still, from Cali fans, if they if they win, he's again you saw it. He's getting an absolute battering off some Cali fans. So I think he he to be to be yeah. I think he was definitely one. One of our better players, I think he actually put in a good shift. I think himself. you can sum. I think you can sum that up as Donaldson knew what yeah, was on the line. One of the very few that knew what was on the line, or should I say, played like they thought, played like they knew what was on the line. I'm just looking at this lineup. Just three lone players in the lineup. Yeah, I, th- I mean, obviously we can we could deliberate over was the lineup right or not. All three of them were poor. If if we won the game, we wouldn't be saying this. If we won the game, we'd have been saying, "Oh, you got the lineup spot on." But we didn't. We didn't win the Aye, game. But we that, I, no, I'm just saying, if we won the game, like this argument's you could say this argument's a bit invalid because if the result went the other way, we'd be fine with it. But I think because we lost, okay, we, it's easy to say that the system was bad and that, which it, it definitely was. But I think, yeah, I think blaming it on the loney players, it, it, they were bad, but it is a bit harsh. I think. If you're it, okay, uh, okay, because if, if we were to play someone like that. Draper in midfield, would it have been any better? Probably not. So I don't know. I think okay, I think I it's more. That. I need to I need to rewind. <laughs> it's probably heated. Kelly and Hielder are the youngest ones out of the two of them. Lacken should know more what he's doing apart over those two by far. Yeah, to be fair, he's he's come out and said after the game that it wasn't good enough, like for himself and that. Yeah, I think he I think he realizes how big the next yeah. five games are. Right? I, I think. think and, I, and his uh... well, the thing is, I think they all do. Yeah. See, I saw. I don't. I can't remember if it was a tweet or if I was just speaking to someone. But I think it's like they know how big it is, but are they good enough to actually do it? I think that's something that I read. I don't know what you think about that. I think that might. It could have been. It actually could have been. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I'm just in general disappointed that no one's come out and apologised. Yeah, I agree. It would. It would have merited it slightly, maybe. Because I was going to say. Because I was expecting well, gets... like White to say something, but he doesn't have to say anything. He he put in a sh- he did what he he did all he could when he came on. Well, the thing is, this kind of uh, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure because this really ties into the thing that's been going on lately with like uh, I had like slings on social media, abusive comments, players' mental health, etc. So I'm not really sure where I stand on that. I've been thinking about it for probably months. Uh, I think about things like this quite a lot, and I'm I'm not really sure where I stand on things like that. But I think you definitely have a point. But uh, I think we're getting a bit uh, off topic, off topic, uh, off topic again. Um, do you want to look at look at our predictions? I, I, to be fair, I don't actually have the list of them, but I I know that some of them are so wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna, I can get them. Right? Someone saved them. Well, the thing is, no, you know what? I don't think we have to read them out. Everyone said we would have won, so everyone I, gets zero points. I think there was there was a four one four nil. I said two one. Ramsey, you or Peter said three one or someone. They were all really badly wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, the ta- the table stays the same. We don't it's have to go a, over them. It's been the same for about three weeks. Jack sitting top, Robbie sitting bottom. The rest of us are just sandwiched in the middle on one. So I, we are we're all predicting <laughs> wins. This I is know. Big. I might have to start predicting losses. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of predictions, well preview the Kilmarnock game and I think it's safe to say there'll be a tougher prospect this 100%. time. 100%. I mean, 
another hat trick for Kyle Lafferty at the weekend. It's just I'm 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 scared to be honest. If if we play, if we don't at least increase our performance by ten times, we're going to get absolutely scudded. I think we've got no chance. To be honest, unless unless we really go and look like we're up for it and really play with passion, I think Kilmarnock, we know what they're about. They're a solid team. They don't really concede a lot of goals. They're they're decent at the back and they've got plenty of creative sparks and a lethal finisher in Kyle Lafferty. It's going to be a tough, tough game. Yeah, I was going to add on that. Just even, it's 10 0 Muir, so beating them 4 0 is not impressive for a Premiership side. But yeah, Lafferty, pretty scared of playing him, especially if we play what we did against Cali. Going to be seven nil probably. Well, the thing is, Lafferty, we beat them last time. Lafferty still got a brace, so he's. Oh yeah, well, actually, I, I just, I going back a few weeks, I disagreed with uh, him being sent off in that incident. But anyway, different conversation. Lafferty, regardless of whether or not he should have uh, been walking off the pitch uh, in the first half, he's a huge threat. Uh, we saw with his first goal, he's tenacious, he can make something out of nothing. And obviously, if he gets a penalty, he's smashing it in the back of the net pretty much 10 times out of 10. So we can't afford to give away silly penalties like Keith Watson did in that game. Um, on our side of things, uh, is there anything... Well, there's a lot we have to do differently, but what do you think are the main things? I think it's just defend better, that's really it. Because um, I think the midfield was particularly poor. As well, there was no, there was nothing in between the defense and the midfield to build on at all. But the, the midfield, so I think a different lineup altogether. Yeah. I think my biggest gripe with County right now is that transition. Yeah, yeah there's nothing in between. To there's no players to link Obviously, it up. Against that, I know we got done dirty with the refs against Hibs, but it was still football. And against St. Johnson, it was absolutely shocking. We would just punt it off or give it away. There's no, there's no passing to the midfield who then lay it off to a winger or attacker or something. And I know we were playing with wing-backs because it was three at the back. I still maintain the three at the back. We need to bin that off for quite a while now. I think still think we should go with a four. But we're talking about, st- we're talking about style, of play, style of play. I think it, it might as well be time can I, for us to get onto our... Can I just add, add something? I just think we're yeah. talking about... Um sort of like uh, for for the past few weeks it was hoofball it was disgusting football we we're lumping it up to no one and then you've got the, on the contrary this week completely different we're knocking about short passes round the back and we've lost every time we've been scudded every time so I, I do think Hughes is in a bit of a sticky situation at the moment what what does he do how does he ask them to play he asks them to play sort of direct maybe you could call it like the livy way be resolute we're shit at that Ask them to play tippy tappy football, try try and build out from the back, play out from the back, build through the lines. We're 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 shocking at that as well. I don't know what I don't know I what think we it's, do in this I next think game. It's can I can I just jump in? Can I just jump in? The thing is with Livy, you brought up Livy, and I think this is a really good model to go off of. During their unbeaten run, uh, I watched I watched them a bit, and I read I read up on uh, them a bit. I think uh, Angus McGregor did a piece, and he summed, summed it up really well. Um, they can go direct like the classic Levy way, like you expect them to, but they can also knock it, knock it, uh, knock it about a bit. And even on the ground, like oh, I've dropped my stuff. Uh, they can, they can, they can knock it around on the ground, and they can go like. Sorry, I'm I'm making a noise. I'm making a mess. But there's a they could make like semi-direct passes on the ground as well. I don't think we know we're allowed to do that. 
like a centre-back. I think Carl Donaldson's the one that does it the most. You can make a long pass if it's on the ground, if there's an opening in space. You just have to... Um, I know it's easier said than done, and players need to position themselves right in it. I think we need to do some positional training. I don't know what they do in training, obviously. But, again, there's no transition from defence to attack, and that it's something that needs to be worked on quickly or we're going down. Just another thing that's really interesting talking about Levy's style sort of comparing it to ours I think and I know it's easy to say this because he left for them Josh Mullen and we all miss him and whatever but the thing is I think that lineup we put out last night yeah you have Midge I think probably the only one I'd argue but I I think players like Hilton and Charles Cook they're they're those players that are going to give you like a sort of a flash, like a moment of magic, a, a quality delivery into the box that can get you a goal. And I think Josh Mullen epitomises everything that, that that is. Not only does he work hard and track back, but he can also, like, his 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 um, his um crossing and set pieces are probably one of the best in the league. And I admire that, really. And I think we we don't have that, really. We've got Ian Vigers, who's got a decent set piece on him, but we don't have anyone that's like, when we get a free kick, I never think, oh, we're going to score from this. I think we need to, we do need to find a balance and need to find a way that we can get goals without playing sort of two extremes, different style of football. But I think, like you said, Ramsey, we need to sort of find a balance where we can do both at the same time. But in my opinion, it's too late in the season now. We've got to do something and stick with it and hope that it gets us results, I think. Yeah, the thing is, I want to talk about um, the wingers, Hilton and Charles Cook, you brought up. Hilton, obviously, we know he's good, really good going forward despite only having one goal. Uh, he's decent tracking back, but he's not the best. He can do the dirty work, but he'd rather stay up the pitch. Regarding Charles Cook, he can he can track back. Uh, he can tackle quite well. He gives away fouls and quite a lot of them. I think going forward, he can take on his man, but um, sometimes that he's a bit well. Uh, his his end product isn't always the best, but he can bring that moment of magic. Uh, the thing is. He when he starts he usually gets taken off around the sixty minute mark and I don't know if that's a fitness problem or if he's um or or if it's just like a tactical switch or something. But I wanna see both these players start, as I said before. So yeah, should we get into our lineups? Alright, okay. So in goal I've yeah. got Ross Laidlaw. Yeah, I've got Laidlaw, but I I want to see I want to okay. see Kelly, uh, but no, you can't drop Laidlaw. I I'd want to see that Hilton player get a game. But that just based on Laidlaw yeah. didn't play particularly well against Cali, but you can't drop him based on one game, so it'll be Laidlaw. I think if it, I think if Hilton's going to get a game, yeah. it's probably going to be now. Be but I think Laidlaw's still going to start. Yeah, it will be Laidlaw. Yeah. Okay. So centre backs, uh, Peter. Okay. So you, um, I actually don't know the level of his fitness, but I'm praying to God that he's back fit because he's our left footed centre back. He's a stalwart. I want him back in the team. So at left centre back, I've gone for Alex Jakovitti and on the right, I've stuck with Keith Watson. I've said okay. uh, uh, if he's fit, Jakovitti and I've said Donaldson only because he had a good game against Cali and, and if, if those two play well, then they're, they're two of the best centre-backs. They can be a really class pairing in the league. So, Yeah, I've got Iakovic and Donaldson like John. My only problem with that is they've yeah, got if they have a bad game, then it's, then then it's just Kelly have won if they have a bad game. I'd still play. I'd still play them, but if they have a, as you just said, I think if they have a bad game, it's Curtis. Yeah. But I've still gone with. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm quite happy to change from uh, Watson to Donaldson. I mean, I, I like 
he's a more ball playing. I think it is is. I know why you've gone for him pretty much, so I'm quite happy to change that. The only thing I'd say is that I think Keith Watson brings more experience than Donaldson, and he's probably more of a cool head. To be honest, that's probably why I put him in there, just because he's got that experience. He knows about relegation battles. He knows how big it is, and he might even be captain if Vargas doesn't play. But like you said, I'm I'm happy to go for Jakovic and Donaldson yeah. at the back. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from as well, by the way. Like, yeah, I just think if the two of them have a good game, then yeah, I would, I'm going to go as far as say they're one of the best centre-back pairings in the league. But it's when, but it's, it's when they have that good okay. game. No, I, I, I agree. I think, yeah, right, like, okay. like, no, like, first, first two games of the season that we had, they were, they were absolutely Johnston top away class, as well. Like, two clean sheets in a row. Yeah. Class. I yeah, we've we've seen them do it. It's just they need to do it more. <laughs> I disagree, but I'll move on. But uh, uh, well, obviously I'm being harsh. I, uh, they're both good players, but I think even at the start of the season, we could see that especially Donaldson had a bit of a bomb scare in them. But yeah, obviously I do really like them as a pairing. Um, fullbacks, what are you what are you? Um, I think I think we're probably all put the same to be honest. I think they're pretty much nailed on. Uh, once again, if Culture Marco's fit, he starts for me. And J- despite having a poor game, Jason Naismith starts for me at right back. I've got the same as well. If it, if Tremarco's fit, he starts. If not, it'll be Fielder. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think I was re- actually really close to starting Fielder, but. I think uh, yeah, yeah, this stage I, I'm going to take experience, and experience. And it, it, it's it's not as if he's like it's not as if he's slow or anything. He can still do that bombing up and down the side. I think he's a bit more simple than yeah, Fielder. I think that might we be saw what against Hibs. He's still got ninety simple. minutes in there as well. If he has to, yeah, I think that's pretty nailed yep. on. Yeah, that's all right. So for midfield, what formation have you have you guys gone for? Um, I've gone for, I've gone for three centre mids and one sort of sitting a bit deeper. Okay, uh, I'm mean, good here. Okay, um, so uh, sitting a bit deeper, I've got the captain Ian Vigers. Um, on the right hand side of midfield, I've got Harry Payton. And I'm I'm actually torn on the left. Um, I think if Blair Spittle's fit, I'd have him starting. But if not, then I'm putting Ross Draper in there on the left hand side. Okay, can yeah, I give sure. mine now? I've got. I think mine's probably more of a four-two-three-one. But on like on the pitch, it'll probably be more like a as four-three-three with one sitting in occasionally and one going forward. I've got um, Ian Vigers, Ross Draper, and either. Well, I was between three, but I think one goes out simply because it's not the time to be experimenting. Experimenting reason. Ah, I feel I feel bad for him because I think, uh, judging by words on him, he's got a lot of potential. But I was close to putting in Mao. Yeah, I have. Um, so I, I've got, got Vigers, Draper, and then it's between two. I think Tony Andrew and Blair Spill. I'm really. I can't really decide. I'm gonna let I've you. I've got pretty much John the same as Ramsey. I'm not sure who to put in that final spot either because I completely forgot about Andrew. Well, I mean, Ramsey. Even right. you didn't even mention Harry Payton. What's that about? Well, 
I'm a huge fan, obviously, we call him the postman for a reason. But I think he needs... Obviously, he's not out of the team forever and he will get his chance again. But I think these past few games he's played, he's been really, really poor. I think he takes heavy touches every second touch he takes and his passing hasn't been particularly great. But obviously, we know he has that quality and he's only going to show that again by getting back in the team. Yeah, I mean, so, obviously, we're allowed to disagree, we're allowed to argue. But I, I, I would say that when he's played poor, I don't think he played as poor as Lakin and Kelly did when they were poor. Oh, oh yeah, he, if he plays poor, he's still got a pass on him and he can still get up the pitch. It's just maybe... And like like uh, like we saw against Hibbs, he's got that goal in him. He's got that long shot. Yeah, I think that, a moment of that's what he needs to do it. more, shoot outside the box. He's got a good... He's got a good left peg as well. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I really want Pitt to start there, but uh, like you say, I'm... I'm I'm happy to hear your arguments for uh, for others. Okay, so uh, if I was starting Peyton, it'd be between four for that a bit further forward. I think it'd be. Bet- Do we know if I'd, if Andrew and Spittle aren't going to be fit? Then yeah, I, I think I, I think so. so I'm pretty sure Spittle sure. with a hamstring. I don't so think I don't he's going to be fit for this game. Yeah. All right. Okay. So for the sake of the argument, we'll say Spittle's out. Who'd you start then? I'm I'm really not. I I I. I still start. Uh, who 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 was it? Who was it? You had um, Aunt Andrew and I am Marche. Uh, yeah, I I still start Peyton. Um, I think Mohammed Marche definitely deserves a chance, but not now. Yeah, I, I I'd say Peyton the same. But I think yeah, Marche sure. should still get on as a sub. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I'd put Andrew in ahead of Peyton if he's fit, but we don't even know if he's fit. Yeah, well, he was sitting. He was. He was. He wasn't in the squad, obviously, on Friday. He was sitting in the stand. But yeah, I don't even know what's wrong with him, to be honest. So is, we saw pictures of him training, so he's probably just not completely match fit. He might have a little, like a little issue that's uh, continuing. Yeah. So right, let's cast our votes. Yes, all know. I'm going. I'm going for Peyton. Ramsey, who are you going for? Uh, I'm gonna say if he's fit, I'm going for Andrew. Andrew if he's fit, but I don't think he's gonna be. So I'll say Peyton then. Okay. Right. Yeah, right, go because of the doubts over his fitness. Yeah, I'll go Peyton. Okay, I'll go Peyton. So if we got Draper, yeah, Vigers yeah. and Peyton, we've got them. We've got them in sort of a different <laughs> shape, but that's the three. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, right, uh, I think quite a few people might question Vigers' performance, but I think we tick quite well. I think we tick quite well with Vigers, so I don't think he can. Yeah, he's the engine. He makes everything. Yeah, I think as bad as he played against Cali, if we take him out, it's going to be even worse. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, okay. And I think we haven't really spoken about why we have Ross Draper in. Personally, I think he's actually a really. He's a bit unorthodox, but I think he's really good going forward. He can put a tackle in. My main criticism would be he goes like he lets the game pass him by a little bit I sometimes. Minus. But I do think we yeah, back in the team. Sometimes ta- sometimes his tackling is a bit wild, which then as we saw against St. Mirren. Like... I okay, I, so I, I, we got Draper there, sorry, I didn't realise you were finished speaking, John. I think I like you said, Ramsey, not only is he that sort of combative midfielder he's got a goal in him he scored a few for us this season he's a threat at set pieces his finishing in and around the box is not awful and uh, going back to what we were speaking about experience as he's got bags of it he's been in it but he's been in the relegation battle before I think he's got to be in there for me like 
Is he actually our? Is he actually our top scorer? Yeah, because Payton's only got one. He, I think he might. Yeah, he, is. he will be. Uh, or or Lakin maybe actually. He's got two. He's got oh, two. I think. How much did he? He, he had that one. And he's got one. He's got one in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. He got Dreamer one against Levy when we lost three one, and he got one in the four one winner. Um, so yeah, Lakin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd okay, go Draper. I think I'd still go with Draper because Lakin wasn't great against. Yeah, it's definitely Draper. Okay, so I've front three. I'll let John start. Hilton. I've gone for Hilton, Mackay, and Regan Charles Cook. I've gone for the right. Exactly I've not gone for the exact same. I've gone. F- I've gone yeah. for Jermaine Hilton on the left, Charles Cook on the right, and I've went Jordan White up top. Yeah. Okay, I can accept why, and I can also yeah. They're the they're is- they're so different players, and I think the reason I'm going for that is just what we were speaking about just a bit ago about trying to do both, trying to be good at passing the ball, but then trying to be direct when we need to as well. I think quite White's the perfect man if we're going to try and do that. I think the thing is, are we are we talking about like Celtic John White where he's all all over the place fighting for every inch. Are we talking about John White when we're not quite sure what everyone's job is? We're passing about a little bit tentatively, and uh, the strikers start to get isolated. So depending on well, the thing is, if we're playing that, if we're if, if we're not playing well, I think Billy McKay is more likely to get a goal. But if we're playing well, then John White should start. But we don't know. If I we're think play well. I think um, if if Hilton Charles Cook can be on good form and can sort of. Get round their get round the fullbacks and put put crosses into the box. I think you've got to have White in there with them too. I know we've seen Shaw play up there with those two, but that was sort of that was sort of getting it to their feet and getting them turned and in behind, sort of utilizing their pace. But I think I think I I don't know. I'm just I'm convinced. Yeah, that White I, I wanted to find option. a way to put Mackay and White up there because they both work really well together as um, Mackay using White to play off of. But I just don't think I can't see it happening. I think he's going to start. Uh, well, I- I'll just go for White. Okay, I'm putting White in the team. Yeah. I've decided. Yeah, I mean, just John, what you said. I think they do play really well together, and Mackay has been on great form. And we're, I'm going to bring up something about Mackay in, in just a bit. But I, I think he, we know he's got a goal off the bench. He got one against Hamilton off the bench, and I mean, I yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's really hard to find a, a system yeah. that's not a five at the back. That fits if both of them up top and wing. Thinking in the mind so of Hughes, he's probably going to start Mackay and White up top, just because of how they just because of how they played against Cali. I think Yogi will be. He's not. He's like he's. Not, we're talking. We're talking about him like he's stupid. Like he's got his flaws, but I think he's he's smart enough to know the two two up front isn't really working. I think. Yeah, but then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on. It, uh, yeah, de- it all I depends think on anything. Now, I guess, and and who and who he's playing and who he's playing sort of at the base of the team behind them. But yeah, uh, it, it, who knows? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going if for anything, White. I'm going for White. If anything, it will start either Mackay or White, and then take the other one off the bench, change the formation, and put both of them up. No, I think he'll end up doing that after yeah. the game. All right. Yeah. Is that our lineup? Then? Yeah, draw run through it. Aye. I'll run through it. Uh, I'll try not get not and get any um, 
grammatical errors again. So in goal, we've got Ross Laidlaw. Centre-backs, we've got Carl Donaldson and Alex Iacoviti. Full-backs, Carl Tremarco, depending on his fitness. Uh, on the right, we have Jason Naismith. Uh, three in midfield, we've all got slightly different shapes, but the personnel is the same. Ross Draper, Harry Payton, Ian Vigers. On the wings, we've got Jermaine Hilton on the left. On the right, we have Regan Charles Cook, and as a little man up front, we've got Jordan White. So the only thing left is to get onto your questions. Uh, we got quite a few on social media, and because I'm the host of the call we're on recording, I'm not uh, going onto social, social media hands, so I've got them written down. So who needs to go this summer, if anyone? Okay, so for me, that's a bit of a hard question to answer at the moment because we've got the five biggest games um, in, 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 in the club's history, some would say. I mean, I think after those five games, we'll be able to evaluate it and we can probably, we're probably going to do a podcast on that after those five games. But I think I, I don't really want to say anyone right now because it's, it would be too harsh. And I think after I, after I see those five games... I'll be able to say because those five games are massive and people have got the chances to show that they're they're yeah. due to stay at the club and whatnot. I think, I think simply because of the very 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 small chance any of the players listen to this, I'm not speaking on this because it might. Yeah, it, it's it's not very it's not very fair when there's five of the biggest. Yeah, games I think to going go. off of what both of you said, you can only decide on anything like that if you're going to decide after the five games. Like it's all going to depend on where we are, what league we're in. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Who's the manager? manager if we bring someone else in, he might not like the play and how they play. Yeah, because exactly, it's 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 it really is impossible for us to say because there's so many undecided factors that are contracts gonna, as well. If people play are new or anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'll get on to the next one from Smack three five seven nine. Is Vigas no. a liability? No. no. Okay, I, I was, I was going to go with sometimes. Uh, I, I, I think... Nah. He's the... Rams, you, you, you speak, you speak. He's the engine that makes us tick, but I don't think you can deny he's got an absolute shocker of a pass in him that can just give it away. Like, the amount of times against Cali, like, we said the system was wrong for him and everything, but I don't think that uh, can excuse the absolute shocker loose passes that put them on the counter-attack. So I'm going to say, I think yeah. he is one of our most talented players, but I think so- sometimes I still yes, think it without him would be so much worse than we are, and if and if you count into liability yeah, he's getting booked, I then I would say he's probably a liability, and the fact is almost 100% he's getting booked every game. But Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you said. He's a better to our bread. We're, we're not Ross County without him anymore. He's the captain. This the the good things he does for me. I don't know about you guys, but for me, massively outweigh the few times that he's maybe slipped up and cost us some sometimes. But that his sheer oh, technical oh yeah, ability, no matter how good he's playing one game, we need to start him. They just we're we're useless without him. Yeah. So I'm still going to say sometimes, but like not fully a liability. He still needs to start. Yeah, yeah same. that's fine by me. I think. All right. Okay. So from Alistair underscore you, was it Yogi? Was Yogi at fault or just the players? Yeah, a bit of both. It's a, a combination. As well. It's both. Yeah, uh, I think it, it's a generic answer, but a bit of both. I think Yogi got the wrong system, but at the same time, some of those players were shocking. Regardless, I think Dolling is much more to say. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's harsh to blame one party. They're both at fault. 
So and they're all a team as well. Like even the manager's part of the team, so they're all a collective. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you, I, you've nailed it there. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, Finley McLennan, plain and simple. Why are counties so shit? Um, if we had the answer, I would be. Yeah, the manager, we'd be halfway so up the table if that was an answer. If that was an easy question to answer. Yeah. In- inconsistent performances. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, uh, maybe yeah, um, mental confidence. Not as taking well. chances when in front of the ring. Look, there's yeah. quite a few of them. Shocking defending. <laughs> probably yeah, okay. we could go on for days. Five probably. players getting beat every game. Yeah, not enough belief, yeah, not enough desire. Low confidence perhaps. in players. Charles Cook's probably an example of one of them. Look. L- lack of transparency yeah, from the top. We can go on down, for oh. <laughs> if, if, if we talk any more, then I might burst into tears. <laughs> Ramsey, can I just ask you? I know you've you you've, you've just put something in the chat about, it and I didn't actually follow up on it. But like you were speaking about just what I said, there lack of transparency. What what are your thoughts on that? I think from obviously we love uh, uh, Roy McGregor. He's been chairman of the club for ages. I think uh, he hasn't spoken in months. Uh, down to the social media. The social media is pretty robotic. Don't really talk to fans. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but I'm going to talk about uh, Callie. I think one of their fans uh, uh, lost their grandmother or something, and Callie's social media said, "Like sorry for sorry for your loss." Even little things like that can bring fans so much closer to the club. So I think we need to be. Uh, we say we're a community club. As we stand, I'm sorry, but that's 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 rubbish. I know, we, I know we still do things in the community, but there's no communication with fans. The constant emails about sales and things are just tone deaf. I think there needs to be a pretty, well, not an overhaul, but I think there needs to be yeah. a little bit of a look. Because as it, I agree. As it yeah. stands, I'll always love Ross County Football Club, but there are certain aspects of this Certain yeah, aspects I've of it seen, that are getting a little I've bit seen numerous soulless. comments on Twitter and Instagram saying that people aren't happy with the way the club's been run since we went down in 2017-18. And I guess I think there's not been the connection between the hierarchy of the club and the fans at all since then. Another thing just to touch on, I know it's it's not really fully related, but it definitely ties in with what we're speaking about, being a community club. I think... For years and years, we've been advertising ourselves as this wonderful uh, youth academy. Give them a we chance. We bring through all these youth players. Um, where are they? Yeah, exactly. we, we saw. Where are, they? where are the youth players? Why? Why are we? Why do? Why do every every transfer window? Why do we dip into some league and buy five, six, seven players? Give the youth a chance, uh, or give the youth a chance, or stop advertising yourself yeah. as this special academy. Yeah, the thing is, one we've had Scotland. We've had Josh Reed. What about? Ben Williamson, Adam McKinnon, Matthew Wright, and the the many more that are in that that have been brought up. I'm doing them a disservice by not uh, t- saying yeah, all the names, but uh, my mind's just gone. I'm right like at this moment, but I think they need a chance as well. Yeah, if I'm right in saying, I think I think five of them were promoted in the at the start of the season. I think only Reed's the only one to make his debut in the Premiership. I think the rest of them, I think, we've made one appearance in the cup. I think Matthew Matthew Wright came. Yeah, off but I think he only got yeah Matthew Wright came off the bench, but. Yeah, and th- this is the thing. I think, obviously, you know, injuries and stuff, inexperience, but they've been at the club for... Many of them have been at the club their whole life. Give them a chance. They know what it's yeah. about. They care. Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's read an example. Me. I see the only one that got a chance. Like, I agree, he's a great player, but 
a lot of the other ones are great players as well. Why why are they the only ones getting chances? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And the thing why is, don't, why not? Like, why not give a youth right back a start of the season? Obviously, we bought in Randall, bringing a youth player to go and be backup right back. Why? Why? But obviously, Naismith's quality and he's been good for us. But we we might not even have to bring him in if we discovered a youth talent that was playing in right back. I mean, back, Kettlewell preseason. Kettlewell, there was like a whole article about how good you thought uh, Ben Williamson was in preseason, and I get his preseason, but you're a uh, well. I, I'm not sure what the right phrase is, but. We signed a well. Naismith is class, and uh, Randall's a a fairly solid player as well. But I think uh, players like Williamson and uh, McKinnon uh, should have yeah. Had I'm going to go out and say it's probably an unpopular opinion, but I think the signing of Naismith was unnecessary. We've got a backup right back, Williamson. We've got probably probably was first choice right back for most of the season, Randall. Well, the thing is, I think that's a it's a bit of a weird one because I agree that player the youth players should have had a chance. But I think Naismith, you can't deny the quality and what oh, he's yeah. given us. I'll say, and just more to more so to add what you're said just saying there, Jono. I think I think a lot of our signings have been unnecessary. Oh, Look at the amount of midfield players we've got. I made a I made I made a team the other like a month ago or something. We've got twelve centre mids in the team, and we bought about three or four in the transfer window. We had two on trial. Decided not to sign them probably because they wouldn't get a game. But then at the start of the season and throughout the season, the players are getting interviewed they're, and they're getting asked, oh, who's the best technical player at the club? Who's like the best player in training yeah. or whatever? They say Adam McKinnon. He's a youth player. Play him. Because yeah, it showed it from last season. We were the worst defensive team in the league. Why, why have we only signed one centre back? Like, and about seven midfielders. Exactly. It's just it's, it seems a mess, and I know we're we're pinpointing all the bad stuff right it's now. About all we can do, but it's, it's understandable after it. Friday, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not a the club's. I think it's safe to say the club's not in a particularly good place now. It's not a particularly positive positive place. I think Yogi when he came in and got those those big results, he made he made, he brought a little bit of a more positive spark now, and it's it wasn't just like a new manager bounce that. Uh, or something like John Hughes is a good manager, but it might be a case of uh, wrong person, yeah. wrong time. Especially well, like if we Hearts with Daniel Stendel. He's a quality manager. Came in at the wrong time for Hearts. Not, he, he, nothing was given to him at all. Well, some, something I want to say as well is that um, I think we had the Winers shuffle on last week, and they said when he uh, John Hughes came into Cali, it took him six months to. Yeah, yeah I saw that. They were, they were saying that until he signed his own players, got to see what the club was all about. It wasn't great. Well, he's 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 signed his own players now. We're yeah. still in a relegation battle, and I think he's still he's still improved the team, but um, I think there must be questions asked of him as well. Yeah, I, and this is completely diving off topic, but I, I think it's just an interesting point to bring to use, and I'll give my opinion on it as well. I think so. Say that these next five games weren't happening, and we were finishing tenth, or or not. Actually, forget that. Just think at this moment in time, does Hughes get the job? Does he get a longer contract for you? In my opinion, right if now? he keeps us up, then I'm willing to give him a chance next season. But but there still needs to be change at the club. Having players offloaded and. Just change made. I personally, I personally, if he keeps us up, then I would extend his contract because I think he's brought a lot to the club that we could build on. Uh, but if we, 
it's hard because you never know who we have lined up next if he goes. But I do think we need to keep him at keep yeah, him at the one, club. I think he's one a thing good I've manager. not been impressed with him is under Kettlewell, we were getting results, but then we'd get a result and then go on and then lose the next two games. He was he was brought in to improve consistency. It's not happened at all because we'll, we'll still get a big win against Aberdeen, then fail to build on it against Motherwell. Well, the thing is, right, there was a period on the Kettlewell where, what, did we go, like, what, 12 yeah, games? Yeah, well, we haven't done that under Hughes, but there's still Same, been no yeah. change in the consistency at all. If anything, some of the performances have been worse. Yeah, I think I think, I think think that's fair. I kind of agree with your point, but also Hughes was a massive improvement. I think, uh, I still think, if we go down, it's a completely I just different don't think, story. I just don't know who we can uh, bring in to replace him. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a hard one. I think the names that I that entice me sort of, and I know it's a big sort of, it's a big ask to be able to attract them to the club. But it, it, say if we stayed up, I mean, why can't we try and go and get a manager like Stephen Robinson or Derek McInnes? Why, yeah, why can't we? Let's we, just show Roy, if if um if what I think is a bad scenario happens and John Hughes does go, which I don't think he should. Why not show some ambition? Why not at least try? Exactly. I think. Uh... I think that that's the thing. I think we showed ambition, like like we said, we just said it was unnecessary. Well, John and you did, but I think the signing yeah. of Jason Naismith's ambitious. He could have gone anywhere in the Scottish Premiership and probably been a squad player at, at the very least. So we've got the money to do it. I think Roy McGregor's got the capability to pull someone of that stature to the club. So it would be nice yeah, to see us. You see the contrast from, when we first that, came up to the premiership, it was buying and getting an ambitious signings on long-term deals. Now it's, and since we've gone down, it's when we've come up, it's one-year deals. If we go down, then they're not on the, and they're not massive wages anymore. There's just no ambition to stay up anymore. Yeah. I mean, we should yeah, probably there, there's plenty we for hours, if not. Oh, yeah, we could talk about we could talk about problems for hours, but I think there's two more questions and they're the Twitter questions. Uh, I thought this until you told me that he spoke uh, in front of you media at the game. But Gordon Hood says, "Where's the manager been since the cup disaster?" I've not, I've never not heard even seen the press him. conference. I haven't seen him since the last. Yeah, I I I don't think it was um I don't think it was broadcast on on Twitter or anything, but. Uh, he, he did speak to the BBC, whether it was uh, camera or radio, I'm not sure. And then he obviously came and spoke to the journalists, and that's just where I got the information from. But so, but I, I think we could add to that, and I think we could yeah, say... Yeah, he, he needs to say... He hasn't said honestly. anything since, like, at least I think the season started again. Yeah, he did, like, this interview at the start of the season, uh, talking about all the changes with... Uh, Ferguson going up to I think CEO or director of football or whatever it was and then Kettlewell being the sole man uh, and we've since found out that it was against Kettlewell and Ferguson well I'm not sure about Ferguson it was against Kettlewell's will that uh, he lost like the co-manager thing so it's a bit of a it is it is strange that yeah was, I think like, correct me if I'm wrong but during the Covid pandemic McGregor would do like weekly updates in the club and everything but where's that gone since the season started that probably should have continued because there was almost a bit of a, there was more connection. There was almost more connection between the fans and the chairman during the pandemic than there was after. Yeah, yeah. Really I think cool. it. I think that's not only is his job to run the club and well, essentially give us the money, but I think his job's also to sort of reassure the fans and um, advise us on where we're going. I think as well. 
yeah, I think you're spot on with that. Uh, if you're uh, done with the transparency question, I've got one final question that is kind of similar, but it doesn't have like the need. It's a bit of a different question. So from so from Punky Tuchter, we have if we stay up, who in the squad stays, and if we go down, who stays? That's the same as the last question. We can't answer it until we know until after the five games who performs the best, who does anything. See, but this the thing is, like, I I did make a list on this about who's out of contract, but I'm not going to say it because I I it's not it's not the right time. Yeah, yeah. We could do a whole podcast on it. I think when the time's right. After, yeah, it after d- these depends on the players' feel. Depends what the manager thinks about them. It's we can't answer that question at all. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I suppose it is a hypothetical, like if if we stay up, if we go down, uh, there's a lot of ifs at Ross County right now. And yeah. I think that's another one of them that I've got be answered mind, after the season. It's, it's unfair to see them just now until after the five games. Uh, yeah, it's, and you don't want to, uh, and obviously, like you said earlier, Ramsey, there's yeah. probably very little chance of listening to this, but if they on the off chance, yeah, yeah, it would be too harsh to come yeah, out and I, I don't, say, I don't I want, want them gone or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, on the on those many bleak notes, thanks for listening to the eighth episode of the Staggies View podcast. It's been a bit of a longer one, a very much a bleaker one. I'm sure if there's any Cali fans listening to too. this, they're loving it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I hope you enjoyed our meltdown. Yeah, ex- <laughs> exactly that. Thanks for listening to the Staggy's View podcast. We'll see you next week after the Kilmarnock game. Bye.